Well, hello. Is this Dessa? Hi, this is Dessa. Hey, Dessa. This is Scott, and I'm from The Interview Show. Hey, Scott. How's it going? I'm doing not too bad tonight. How was your night? Pretty good. One of our very few days off. Um, so we in- enjoyed it by sleeping for most of the day. Nice, nice. What city are you in? We are in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Great city. Yeah, really cool. I think most of us were, were a little bit bummed when we woke up at like 4 p.m. that we had slept through the majority of our time here. This is Dessa from Doomtree, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Snowstorm in Jackson when you and I met at a club called St. Sebastian's. But the sign said something different. I remember thinking that I didn't have a shot at Mississippi television. Told us which roads they were closing. There goes a rap show. Everybody knew you as the wife of a famous man. Everybody who knew said, There goes Dixon's girl again. Even the walls are leaning closer when she plays the piano real soon. I haven't met too many women in this business that I really like, 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 You could hold a little liquor, you could hold the conversation, you could hold your own mic And even that night I learned the truth about your man You gotta be big to treat pretty girls bad And it's not much, but my money's on you, it's not much But my money's on you, it's not much, but my money Not much, but my money, not much, but my money, my money's on you Well, I heard from the rest of the world You're in trouble Bad news moves like fire That you fight and fall And I'm too far away My world wishing can't touch you But I think of you More than you might suppose uh, Everybody wanna see you with your hair down Wanna hear you hit the high note Wanna know if they can get you for a little last girl I don't, I know how the stones can fly Had some hard goodbyes Call me up day and night Free drinks and bad and advice We are in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Great city. Yeah, really cool. I think most of us were, were a little bit bummed when we woke up at like 4 p.m. that we had slept through the majority of our time here. But it was long overdue. We've had a lot of really long drives. So. Well, thank you very much for taking time out to come on my show. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. And today I have Dessa on the line. Hello, hello. Okay, well, I'm going to start by playing Dixon's Girl and... I read that that is actually the story of you meeting a kindred spirit in hip-hop. That's true, yeah. I was traveling uh, on tour, and I I had a gig at a little club, and it was snowed out. It was, by all rap standards, a pretty lousy gig, but I met a really amazing uh, artist there who was really self-possessed, talented, and articulate, and I wrote the song about her. Now, as 
a female in the hip hop game, it must be difficult sometimes to meet other women. Let, let me just put it that way. So can you talk a little uh, bit what it's like to interact with other females in hip hop? As you guessed, I don't do it very often. I think um, that I know three or four MCs from Minneapolis who are also women. And I know one or two in Chicago. And that's almost the end of that list. So it's a short one. I, I don't think I could name a dozen women in hip hop who I work with on a regular basis. So it's rare. And it, it was really exciting on that particular circumstance to meet somebody who I connected with. I hope you can indulge me a little bit more. I wanted to talk a little bit about female archetypes because I find hip hop lends itself to archetypes a little more strongly than other genres. And there's not a lot in there for females. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about creating your onstage persona. I think I'm, um, I'm a little physically awkward in my real life, and I wasn't able to check that when I get on stage. So usually once or twice per show, there's an awkward wrangling with a microphone cord or with a mic stand or something. So I think I worried less about inventing a stage persona than I did at trying to find which parts of my offstage personality would be best suited um, while to present while performing, you know? So it's brainy and it's melancholy and it's kind of clumsy because um, those are the things that I am offstage to. In hip-hop, uh-huh. and I don't want to stereotype negatively, but I've just noticed that for females, it's often the super vixen or, you know, the really tough chick, and there's nothing uh-huh. in between. So when you want to draw on influences, do you find yourself having to reach outside of hip-hop, or how do you feel about those two extremes? I think that in trying... I'm trying to answer that question, honestly. I don't know that I've thought about it hard enough to do so, because I, I kind of went on stage to sing, not trying to model myself off of the artists that I admired, but instead just trying to figure out a a workable method to present my material. So I'm probably more aware of my influences as a musician who who writes her lyrics than I am as a musician who is a performer, probably because I I never went to a lot of concerts as a kid. That wasn't part of my my upbringing, even even into my teens. I've probably played many, many more concerts than I've attended. Um, so I don't know that I was conscientiously modeling myself. I was probably working in the dark on that one and doing a stage persona. I am aware of the archetypes, obviously, that you mentioned. They never interested me. I'm, I don't like the hypersexualization, and I don't know how I would try to build a lasting career a stage show that really depended on having a young woman's body because I'm not going to have a young woman's body for very long. So working that angle too hard has always made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, I just find it's... Inter- co- Sorry? I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh, not at all. What were you going to say? I was just going to say I find it really interesting that in terms of hip-hop, you know, men can draw on sort of anger to create their persona, but women are often pushed to draw on sexuality, which is kind of interesting. I think that there's a lot of anger for female MCs, too, though. And I think the competition in hip-hop, if it's not more fierce, it's at least more explicit than in a lot of other genres. It's rare that you're going to hear a folk song where the lyrics are intended to to degrade another folk artist. There's no battle folk in the way that there's battle rap. It's athletically competitive, and in part, that's why I liked it. It's ambitious, and it's hard, and it's 
and there's some teeth bearing, and there's a ferocity that I really like about rap music. And some of that does have to do with, with anger. And I liked the idea of finding a musical outlet that had room for that kind of expression. But I, I think there are a lot of women who, who do that role, too. You know, you look at even women who um, try to prove that they can hang in the hyper-masculinity of hip-hop by hating women more than their male counterparts. I think you find that every once in a while, too. On a vision quest with the best western The best dress rack in the hotel lounge Found out the message in the bottles, the booze That my brain is a fuse, but I got shit left to do so To keep waiting, so just be patient I'm not sure how or when or from whom But I got this funny feeling I'm in the big news Took a walk to cool off, come down and collect clues Sky rests on the overpass Cracks the foundation, passerby's faces They don't look like mine to me Though I've been told that we're related, that we've got the same fail exact, the same basic debts, the same That we're branded with a secret in a language we can't read On the boarding spirals of a couple double helix Panic in a phone loop, love in a parked car Broken bottles like corpses of the fallen stars And valets are the only ones that in modern America Remember how to run, it goes Delta, Epsilon, Sigma, Sigma, Alpha Is there anyone there? Delta Epsilon, Sigma, Sigma, Alpha, is already when Distress message coming from the city kids I read it in the smoke signals from my filtered cigarettes It's all boredom and bitterness Had the riddle and build it does a legitimate business Making kids keep still Yeah, but still ain't motionless Test the restless hands for shakes And see the flutter when the pace is breaks I keep time with the crickets in 4-4 four, four, And gangster lean sirens in 3 The trouble speaks beats Double Dutch sounds a bit like dots and dashes I sit for a minute trying to understand the pattern But that's not Morris code Y'all just double-handed Trouble landing tricks or roll Fuck it, whatever gets your blood up Rip that sidewalk Sounding like a click track Cut up Wind speaks to wall Makes the frame creep Goes to the house Wakes the baby It goes All day, all day Good morning, all day Come on, is there anyone there? All day, all day We got it, all day Is there anyone there? All day, Delta, Delta, Delta Okay. Never better, thick skin, thin sweater, spinning grins at a dirt whistle with a flirt. This'll get a hurt, this'll seven worth. Stop, pop, lock the fuck out, duck, ain't got a block like the lux out. Who makes a living giving plasma? Nickel thin kids spilling smoke about the asthma anyway. Who paves the way when you can save your slave and make a dollar out your veins? He times about the weeks. For the sheep sleep, walking to the beat, keep talking to the loose leaf, silence to the creeps, violence from the beef teeth, trying to find a new leaf, science over time to find my climb up and recline speeds fine, whatever, ain't nothing but a rumble in that belly, but your stomp is what you tell her, me, oh I'll be on the corner eating nothing all the most, staring at the stoplights, trying to break the code, huh, love in a phone booth, panic in a parked car, static in the signal, scars that communicate, all day, in every witch, with sitcom wit, handle the stitch, hit the switch, it goes, all day, all day, we keep it moving all day, and it's like it's a ready with that all day, and it's like all day, we keep it moving all day, it's a ready with that all day, all day, we keep it moving all day, come on, it's a ready with that, it's a ready with that.
This is Dessa from Doomtree, and you're listening to The Interview Show. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Doomtree, and I hope you don't groan, because I'm sure you're asked about that a lot. But the interesting thing I find about it is that you guys seem to have what... You have a community that so many people are envious of just because you're so collaborative. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, I never get tired of talking about Doomtree. They are... Um, musical family and also just a socially a second family we really we really support each other both as artists and as people when i was first hanging around with those guys i was impressed by that too i thought it was so cool that there were these guys who seemed to really live their lives in one another's company and made music and got to tour and collaborate with one another as intimately as they did so yeah i think a lot of that hype is true we certainly have some hard moments and we certainly don't always see eye to eye or get along at every point but I consider myself profoundly lucky to be a part of that family and that collective absolutely and you worked with these guys on the album I was hoping you could talk a little bit about you guys working together and branching away from what you're used to I've always had an interest in vocal music whether that be a folk song whether that be an acapella song or entirely vocal arrangements so for me in making A Badly Broken Code, which is my latest release, I was less worried about the genre classification than I was about trying to make the best music and how to make, even if that music sounded like it might resonate in several genres. So on the record, there's some straight-ahead hip-hop. There are some kind of melancholy ballads. <laughs> There are some vocal arrangements kind of that sound probably closer to hymns than they do to a rap night. And I think I'm okay with that. You know, I didn't, I didn't sweat it too hard. And I understand why people would be apprehensive about mixing genres, but I'm not on a major, and I don't have to worry about the retailer's planograms. I had to worry about making good art. So. Yeah, so back at you know your apartment, hanging out with the guys, putting together the tracks for this record. Can you take a track and talk about the process of putting it together and your discussions? Yeah, so I'll do uh, I'll do Dixon's Girl, which is the song that we talked about before. I'd actually been at the garden level apartment of the, one of the producers in Doomtree named M.K. Larada, and we were putting together the material for another CD, and I heard that beat for Dixon's Girl, which features clarinets. I really liked it. And I said, oh, man, what's that? And he said, oh, that's going to be an interlude on this other disc. And I said, I don't want it to be an interlude. I want the beat. <laughs> and uh, I had already established sort of a history with this particular producer of, like, nosing around and stealing incomplete musical ideas to try to convince him to develop them with me. So he said, really? You want it? And I said, yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. So he pulled it from that previous record gave it gave me a sample a snippet of it a couple minute and a half maybe to write to and I came back to him maybe a month later with the lyrics and then I recorded it with him engineering so I stood in his bedroom and sang and he was in the kitchen with the computer and we closed the door so that the microphone wouldn't capture the sound of the hard drive spinning on the computer so we'd kind of shout to one another in between takes, like, oh, you got it, or no, you're, you're flat. You know, you got to hit it again, or do one more take, that's all. And uh, after we had our final takes, we took it to Joe Mabbitt, who is like the hip-hop extraordinaire kind of engineer in Minneapolis, and he mixed it for us, and then we, we had our complete track. 
Nice, nice. I was interviewing a Canadian MC the other day, and he had to chase beats. He was telling me about how he had to actively go out and find them to make his record. I'm imagining you're in a little bit of a different situation. So can you talk about how it works with you guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm really lucky. And I probably don't even realize how lucky I am because I came into Doomtree very close to the beginning of my whole career. So I don't have a lot of experience outside of that collective to compare it to. But um, in Doomtree, what will usually happen is that our beat makers, who are MK Larada, Paper Tiger, Sea Slaughter, and Laserbeak, our primary beat makers, they'll assemble some discs with beats on them. They'll just burn a recordable CD with, with 10 or 20 beats. And we'll sit in Paper Tiger's basement during our weekly Wednesday meeting, and we'll play those beats. The MCs will, will listen, and if we hear one we'll like, we'll kind of shout out dibs. Oh, I got number four, man. I want to write to that one. Or, hey, does anybody want to work on number nine with me? So that's how it works with us, is that um, the producers really do churn out a fantastic amount of material, and then MCs pick from that material. Has there ever been a situation where you guys have had to compete for beats? Where we've had to... Where, well... Where you've said, hey, I want that one. Another guy in Doomtree is like, no, I want that one. How do you guys solve that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened on occasion. And I think think once, at the very beginning, Cecil Lauder had already recorded to a beat that I really liked. And I said, oh, man, I really want this beat. Is it okay if I do a song to it, too? We would never do that now. But we did then. So everyone's in a great while. We're running into that little bit of friction. And that's probably good because it lights a fire under us to get writing. You know, if you want number four and he wants number four, well, then let's, let's see who's got a song together first. I changed the locks, but your key, your key's still working. You can't train them off, I guess. Oh, each beast gets your burden. So we circle this old flame. Too much at stake, but too late to change. My nerves are shot. My reserve's exhausted. It's a tired plot, but we bought it. Now we're lost. Between love and cholera, saccharine reads Such a sentimental novel, give you cavities If it doesn't drive you to the bottle As for me, I'll take another kerosene If you got it, something harder, built like a moth, you see And I still get chills when you talk to me But the years pass by now in twos and threes These thrills ain't as cheap as they used to be If you're asking, I can't say no, I can't say no. Just one more chapter Just one more chapter, all but won't close. 
Vanessa from Doomtree, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Awesome. I was listening to your music today, and I was thinking it's standard to hear the you know the male MC rapping and then the woman singing the hook. I think it would be awesome to hear the female rapper rapping and a guy singing the hook. I think that we need to hear more of that. As do I. I'm totally in. Yeah, it was really a treat. Also, there's one song on the album where I sing, where the hook is sang by, um, by Matthew Santos, who is the singer who works with Lupe Fiasco. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear, the camera's here, and the microphones, and they want to know, oh, oh, oh. So, the song Superstar, which is that, if you are what you say you are, a superstar, he's, uh, he's that guy. And I asked if he'd be willing to to sing a, a track with me, and he said, yeah. And he sings the chorus in a song called The Chacon, and I loved it. Man, I had so much fun singing with him. It really, really was, was a good time. So I'm hoping to do more of that kind of collaboration. And I think you're right. We hear that that gender role so often. As the, the woman comes in, does the hook, and then disappears You know, for the next 16 bars until it's time for another chorus. Now, at the end of the show, I like to pick one song off the album and uh, get the artist to tell me a little bit about the song. So I would love it if you could do the same. I'll do, I'll do the Chacon. And this is the song that I mentioned that I did with Matthew. Initially, I heard the beat um, because Paper Tiger had created it, and he released it as an instrumental on one of our False Hopes releases. False Hopes are releases that Doomtree puts out in between official releases, so they're kind of to tide listeners over until our next official album. And I heard the beat and just loved it. I was sitting in his basement at one of our weekly meetings and was kind of singing under my breath. And uh, Sims looked at me and he goes, oh, this is a Dessa beat, because <laughs> it has kind of a melancholy string line, which is what I really like. And sometime either just before or just after that, my father had given me a copy of The Chacon in D Minor by Bach, which is um, a classical piece. And I loved it. And I'm completely uneducated on classical music. I chatted with my dad a little bit about it. Um, what, what is a Chacon and what makes it so good and, and what's going on here? And it's a piece that's played on a single violin that takes a lot of skill and that varies a single motif throughout the piece. And so I wrote the lyrics to the beat that Paper Tiger had played me as an imagined story between a woman who was in love with a man um, who, was, who played the Chacon very well. So she was in love with the classical musician and what it might feel like to be the thing that someone loves second best in the world. Because a lot of, even, even in pop music, a lot of us devote our lives to our careers, which can make for pretty complicated love lives. This is Dessa from Doomtree, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Now the Just 